Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join with us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we will also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems. This is Dave Shaw, kind of filling in for Bill right now, who's been very ill, has been in the hospital, has a, and has a very dangerous infection that he's working himself through. We hope to have him back before too long. So you'll have to put up with me for a while here, the only one today. Today on our uh, podcast, we're featuring Petula Clark. And if you haven't done so, please go to our webcast, goldengems.net, where we play some of her hits. Petula Sally Owen Clark was born on November 15, 1932, to Doris and Leslie Noah Clark in Ewell, Surrey, England. Both of Clark's parents were nurses at Long Grove Hospital in Epsom. Clark's mother had Welsh ancestry, and her father was English. Sally's stage name, Petula, was invented by her father, who joked that it was a combination of the names of his two former girlfriends, Pet and Eula. During the Second World War, Clark lived with her sister at the home of their grandparents in Aberconade, near Murthry Tidfill, a small stone house with no electricity or running water, and a toilet at the bottom of the garden. Her grandfather was a coal miner. Her first ever live audience was at the Collier's Arms in Abnerkenade. She also recalls living just outside London during the Blitz and watching the dogfights in the air and running to air raid shelters with her sister. Later, when she was eight, she joined other children to record messages with the BBC to be broadcast to members of their families in the forces. The recording event was in the Criterion Theatre, an underground theater that was safe. When the air raid siren went off, other children were upset, and a call went out for someone to step forward and sing to calm them. Petula volunteered, and they liked her voice so much in the control room, they recorded her. Her song was Mighty Rose. As a child, Clark sang in the chapel choir and showed a talent for mimicry, impersonating Vera Lynn, Carmen Miranda, and Sophie Tucker for her family and friends. Her father introduced her to the theater in 1944 when he took her to see Flora Robson in a production of Mary Stewart. She later recalled that after the performance, I made up my mind then and there I was going to be an actress. I wanted to be Ingrid Bergman more than anything else in the world. Her first public performances were as a singer, However, in 1945, she performed with an orchestra in the entrance hall of Bentall's department store in Kingston-upon-Thames for a tin of toffee and a gold wristwatch. From a chance beginning at the age of seven, Clark appeared on radio and film and print, on television, and on recordings. 
In October 1942, the nine-year-old Clark made her radio debut while attending a BBC broadcast with her father. She was trying to send a message to an uncle who was stationed overseas, but the broadcast was delayed by an air raid. During the bombing, the producer requested that someone perform to settle the jittery theater audience, and she volunteered a rendering of Mighty Lacquer Rose to an enthusiastic response. She then repeated her performance for the broadcast audience, launching a series of some 500 appearances in programs designed to entertain the troops. In addition to radio work, Clark frequently toured the United Kingdom with fellow child performer Julie Andrews. Nicknamed the Singing Sweetheart, she performed for George VI, Winston Churchill, and Bernard Montgomery. She also became known as Britain's Shirley Temple and was considered a mascot by the British Army, some of whose troops plastered her photos on their tanks for good luck as they advanced into battle. While she was performing at the Royal Albert Hall in London in 1944, Clark was discovered by the film director Maurice Elvey, who cast her at the age of 12 as the precocious orphan waif Irma in his war drama Medal for the General. In 1945, Clark was featured in the comic Radio Fun, in which she was billed as radio's Mary Mimic. By then, Clark felt that she had played child parts for too long. In 1946, Clark began her television career with an appearance on a BBC variety show, Cabaret Cartoons, which led to her being signed to host her own afternoon series, Tula Clark Pets Parlor, which led to her being signed to host her own afternoon series, Petula Clark. Pet's Parlor followed in 1950. In 1947, Clark met Joe Mr. Piano Henderson at the Peter Maurice Publishing Company. The two collaborated musically and were linked romantically over the following 10 years. In 1949, Henderson introduced Clark to the record producer Alan A. Freeman, who together with her father Leslie formed Polygon Records, for which she recorded her earliest hits. Clark had recorded her first release that year, Put Your Shoes on Lucy, for EMI, and further recordings with vocalist Benny Lee on DECA. The Polygon label was financed with part of Clark's earnings. Near the end of 1955, Polygon Records was sold to Nixer Records, then part of Pi Records, leading to the establishment of Pi Nixer Records, subsequently simply Pi. This effectively signed Clark to the Pi label in the United Kingdom, for which she recorded until the early 1970s. In 1957, Clark was invited to appear at the Paris Olympia, where despite her misgivings and a bad cold, she was received with acclaim. The following day, she was invited to the office of Vogue Records to discuss a contract. There she met her future longtime publicist, collaborator, and husband, Claude Wolf. Clark was attracted immediately, and when she was told that she would be working with him, if she signed with the Vogue label, she agreed. In 1960, Clark embarked on a concert tour of France and Belgium with Sasha Distel, who remained a close friend until his death in 2004. Gradually, she moved further into the continent, 
recording in German, French, Italian, and Spanish. While Clark focused on her new career in France, she continued to achieve hit records in the UK into the early 1960s. Her 1961 recording of Sailor became her first number one hit in the United Kingdom, while such follow-up recordings as Romeo and My Friend the Sea landed her in the British Top Ten later that year. Romeo sold more than one million copies around the world and won her her first gold disc, which was awarded by the Recording Industry Association of America. In France, Ya Ya Twist, a French-language cover of the Lee Dorsey rhythm and blues song, Ya Ya, and the only successful recording of a twist song by a woman, and Chariot, the original version of I Will Follow Him, became smash hits in 1962, while German and Italian versions of her English and French recordings charted as well. She was the subject of This Is Your Life in February 1964, and twice more in April 1975 and March 1996, becoming the only person to receive the television tribute three times. By 1964, Clark's British recording career was floundering. Composer-arranger Tony Hatch, who had been assisting her with her work for Vogue Records in France and Pie Records in the UK, flew her to her home in Paris with new song material he hoped would interest her. But she found none of it appealing. Desperate, he played for her a few chords of an incomplete song that had been inspired by his recent first trip to New York City. Upon hearing the melody, Clark told him that if he could write lyrics as good as the melody, she wanted to record the tune as her next single, Downtown. Neither Clark, who was performing in Canada when the song first received major airplay, nor Hatch realized the impact the song would have on their respective careers. Released in four separate languages in late 1964, Downtown was a success in the U.K., France, in both the English and the French versions, the Netherlands, Germany, Australia and Italy, and Rhodesia, Japan and India as well. During a visit to London, Warner Brothers executive Joe Smith heard it and acquired the rights for the United States. Downtown went to number one on the American charts in January 1965, and three million copies were sold in the United States. In 2004, her recording of Downtown was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. Clark's recording successes led to frequent appearances on American variety programs hosted by Ed Sullivan and Dean Martin, guest shots, guest shots on Hullabaloo Shindig, the Kraft Music Hall, and the Hollywood Palace, and inclusion in musical specials such as The Best on Record and Rodgers and Hart Today. Clark was later the host of two more specials, The Petula Clark Show, shown on both the NBC and CBC networks in early 1970, and one for ABC, which served as a pilot for a projected weekly series. She starred in the BBC TV series, This is Petula Clark, which aired from mid-1966 to early 1968. Clark reviewed her film career in the late 1960s, starring in two big musical films. In Finian's Rainbow, 1968, she starred opposite Fred Astaire, and she was nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress. 
motion picture, musical, or comedy for her performance. The following year, she was cast with Peter O'Toole in Goodbye, Mr. Chips, 1969, a musical adaptation of the classic James Hilton novella. Throughout the late 1960s, Clark toured in concerts in the U.S., and she often appeared in supper clubs, such as the Copacabana in New York City, the Ambassador Hotel's Coconut Grove in Los Angeles, and the Empire Room at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. During this period, Clark continued her interest in encouraging new talent. These efforts also supported the launch of Herb Alpert and his A&M record label. In 1968, she brought the French composer-arranger Michael Columbier to the U.S. to work as her musical director and introduced him to Alpert. Columbier went on to co-write the film score for Purple Rain with Prince, composed the acclaimed Pop Symphony Wings, and a number of soundtracks for American films. Richard Carpenter credited her with bringing her sister Karen and him to Alpert's attention when they performed at a premiere party for the 1969 Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Clark was one of the backing vocalists on John Lennon's plastic On Band Give Peace a Chance. Clark was performing in Montreal in June of 1969 and was being heckled by the audience due to her bilingual performance. Clark went to see Lennon for advice on dealing with this, and his wife Yoko Ono and he were staying at the city's Queen Elizabeth Hotel during the bed-ins for peace protest. Clark subsequently ended up on the recording of Give Peace a Chance. During the early 1970s, Clark had chart singles on both sides of the Atlantic, with Melody Man, 1970, The Song of My Life, 1971, I Don't Know How to Love Him, 1972, The Wedding Song, There Is Love, 1972, and Loving Arms, 1974. Clark continued touring during the 1970s, performing in clubs in the U.S. and Europe. During this period, Clark also appeared in print and radio ads for the Coca-Cola Corporation, television commercials for Plymouth Automobiles, print and TV spots for Burlington Industries, television and print ads for Chrysler, Sunbeam, and print ads for Sanderson Wallpaper in the United Kingdom. In the mid-1970s, Clark scaled back her career to devote more time to her family. On December 31, 1976, she performed her hit song, Downtown, on BBC One's A Jubilee of Music, celebrating British popular music for Queen Elizabeth II's impending Silver Jubilee. In 1980, Clark made her last film appearance in the British production Never Never Land. Her last television appearance was acting in the 1981 French miniseries Stars Famille, An Orphan's Tale. A 1981 single, Natural Love, reached number 66 on Billboard's Hot 100 chart and number 20 on the U.S. Country Singles Chart in early 1982. As Clark moved away from film and television, she returned to the stage. In 1954, she had starred in a stage production of The Constant Nymph, but at the urging of her children did not return to legitimate theater until 1981, starring as Maria von Trapp in The Sound of Music in the West End of London. 
opening to positive reviews and what was then the largest advance sale in British theater history, Clark proclaimed by Maria von Trapp herself as the best Maria ever, extended her initial six-month run to 13 to accommodate the huge demand for tickets, and receiving a Laurence Olivier Award nomination for Best Actress in a Musical. In 1998, Clark was made a commander of the Order of the British Empire, CBE, by Queen Elizabeth II. In 2012, Clark was installed as a commander of the Ordre des Arts et des Lettres of France by the French Minister of Culture. Although she has not been regular in her appearance on stage and in the theater since the turn of the century, Petula Clark has by no means been inactive in the music industry. She has made many appearances since 2000 up to the present. In 2005, Clark took part in the BBC Wales program Coming Home about her Welch family history. Clark was presented with the 2007 Film and TV Music Award for Best Use of a Song in a Television Program for Downtown in the ABC series Lost. She completed a concert tour of England and Wales in summer 2008, followed by concerts in Switzerland and the Philippines. Then and now, a compilation of greatest hits and several new Clark compositions entered the UK Albums Chart in June 2008 and won Clark her first silver disc for an album, Open Your Heart, a love song collection. A collection of holiday songs titled, This is Christmas, which includes some new Clark compositions in addition to previously released material, was released in November 2009. In 2010, Clark became president of the Hastings Musical Festival. She toured Australia, New Zealand, and Quebec to sell out crowds, and appeared on the Vivament de Manchi show on French television, where she promised a return to Paris in the new year. She was patron of 2011 Denard British Film Festival. On December 11, 2011, the Saw Doctors released their version of Downtown, featuring Clark. She appeared in the video for the song, which they recorded in Galway, and she in Paris. On December 22, 2011, the record reached number two on the Irish chart. In February 2012, Clark completed her first New York City show since 1975. Her show featured a parody of Downtown, an idea that came from her musical director, Grant Storley. After the end of her season, which had to be extended due to the demand for tickets, she returned to Paris to promote her new album, before flying to Australia for a tour. Clark released a new English-language album from now on in October 2016 and completed a tour of the UK to promote it. On November 10, 2017, an English-language album was released, Living for Today. Clark embarked on a tour of the United States in November 2017. It was her first U.S. tour in five decades. In March 2019, she was announced as returning to the West End stage in London for the first time in 20 years, performing on the upcoming revival of Mary Poppins as the Bird Woman. In March 2020, the United Music Foundation released a Valentine's Day 
at the Royal Albert Hall, a collector's edition, including the complete recording of her legendary concert at the Royal Albert Hall on February 14, 1974. Here's a little bit about her personal life. In 1955, Clark became linked romantically with Joe Mr. Piano Henderson. Speculation that the couple planned to marry became rife. However, with the increasing glare of the public spotlight and Clark's growing fame, her career in France was just beginning. Henderson, reportedly not wanting to end up as Mr. Petula Clark, decided to end the relationship. Their professional relationship continued for a few years, culminating in the BBC radio series Pet and Mr. Piano, the last time they worked together, although they remained on friendly terms. In 1962, he penned a ballad about their breakup called There's Nothing More to Say, for Clark's LP, in other words. In October 1957, Clark was invited to appear at the Paris Olympia for the Europe number no. one live radio show, Musicorama. The next day, she was invited to the office of Vogue Records chairman, Leon Cabot, to discuss recording in French and working in France. There, she met her future husband, publicist Claude Wolf, to whom she was attracted immediately, and when she was told that he would work with her if she recorded in French, she agreed. They have two daughters and a son. Since 2012, Clark has lived for most of the year in Geneva, Switzerland. She also has a holiday chalet in the French Alps, where she likes to ski, and Pierre de Terre in London's Chelsea. A very interesting career where Petula has done a, a, has done a number of remarkable things. We hope you've enjoyed a little bit about Petula Clark today. And if you haven't done so, go to our website, goldengems.net, where you can hear some of her great hits. This is Dave Shaw signing off for Golden Gems and also for Bill Hansen. And we hope that he'll be back very shortly here on our podcast. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems.